Welcome to section two of this audio book, Drive Up Your Heart Health. I want you to look at the diagram below on this page called the Health Impact Formula, and then look at the title just above this audio recording, where it's the introduction to episode two, section two of the audio book, and it's called The Secret. And then I have the graphic of my emoji down the bottom of the diagram that says, hey, this is the secret to raising your heart health. So before we get into all of the other 11 episodes in section two, which are absolutely critical, and they're a part of the 18 critical diagrams inside the PE Teachers Health Lab, I want to discuss with you by way of introduction, before you get to the 11 episodes, this health impact formula. I was talking very recently with a friend who's 44 years of age, and his father died at 65 years of age of a massive heart attack. And I was talking to him just a couple of days ago, and he has booked in for today, at the time of this, the day of this recording, he has booked in an appointment with a cardiologist to go and get what's called an echocardiogram and a stress test. And I asked him this question. I said, do you know what the echocardiogram and the stress test are going to test for you at the cardiologist and why they're testing those two things? And he said he didn't know. And he has a similar educational background to me. But of course, I've been working with PhDs in cardiology and exercise physiology for the past 10 years. So it provides for me a somewhat deeper knowledge of this specific area in heart health. Now, if you've never met me before, I have been teaching lessons in health and physical education since 1985, but I had a gap in the period of 1989 till around 1994 where I worked for an organization called the National Heart Foundation of Australia. Depending on what country you're in, as to when you're listening to this audiobook, you might have something, if you live in America, called the American Heart Association, or in Canada, it's the Canadian Heart Association. And then in, U- in the UK, it's something different. Each country has a variation of something called the World Heart Foundation. In Australia, it's the Australian National Heart Foundation, dedicated towards providing research into lowering the number of deaths and the sickness and the actual disease itself of cardiovascular events. Because remember, it names it remains number one on a worldwide basis. So I said to this person, this friend of mine I was talking to, who as of this recording today has just finished at the cardiologist, and I'll speak with him again tomorrow about the results. I said, well, they're going to test for you something called your cardiac output and your stroke volume. And both of those things determine the functionality of your blood vessels and the functionality of your heart. And those people who are at risk of a heart attack or having a some form of cardiovascular event, a stroke, an aneurysm, a burst aorta, a, a blood vessel, co- uh, blood coagulation in your extremities from blood vessels not pumping properly. There are all heart attacks and strokes are the predominant 
cardiovascular events that can cause your permanent injury, permanent sickness, or premature death. It's the ones we hear of the most. But there are actually many variations of cardiovascular disease, um, cardiomyopathy, heart failure, congestive heart failure. The list goes on and on. However, you may have heard this expression, all roads lead to Rome. There is inside the human body a tripwire that leads to a degradation or a decline in your cardiovascular system. So these two measurements, the two main measurements that the cardiologist will be looking at with my friend today, cardiac output and stroke volume, If the, and there's another one that they'll test where they'll put a little bit of gel on the wrist and they'll put a wand that connects to a machine and gives a particular score of the blood vessel at the wrist. Now, that's, as I was saying to my friend today, that score is called your pulse wave velocity. What that one means is if your blood leaves your heart quickly and gets to your fingers and your toes and returns to your heart quickly, you have very inflexible or non-flexible blood vessels. And you don't want that because that is the one of the tripwires or the trigger mechanisms that can lead you down the road of a serious risk of a cardiovascular event. When you're young, in your teenage years and early adulthood years, for almost all of us, our blood vessels are very flexible and very elastic and blood flows through them slowly. But if they got the pulse wave velocity done at the cardiologist today, that person, if the pulse wave velocity was really good score, it means it would the blood would flow slowly through there. The cardiac output and the stroke volume are telling the cardiologist, the specialist heart doctor, about the functionality of the heart. The cardiac output is the amount of volume of blood squeezed out of every pump. And the purpose of that is to tell whether or not the heart muscle is working normally under a physical activity load, like on a treadmill walking test on an incline, or is it struggling? Now, if it's struggling, that could be a sign of early heart disease because you can have low cardiac output and low stroke volume and not feel any pain whatsoever. So that's a little bit of an introduction to what the cardiologist is doing with my friend. So then the question that he asked me was really significant and relates to the diagram that's in front of you, where I go, this is the secret to raising your heart health. Let's walk you through now what we mean by the health impact formula, because the health impact formula is a prelude to what I'm going to share with you in section two of this this audio book across the 11 episodes. So the 11 episodes, we're looking at the health impact formula, software and the correct dose of physical activity by looking at heart rate patterns. And with that statement about heart rate patterns, let's now now look at what the health impact formula is. What we need to do, as it says in a diagram, is flip your heart rate pattern to a health impact score. So you can see a picture of a heart with an arrow leading across to a phone, mobile phone with a heart on it and the number 100 in the diagram. And underneath, this is the critical point, has the position statement, 
clinically validated health software. So let me walk you through what this means and what you're going to find out about in the episodes below. At the end of this short introduction, I'm going to introduce you to, in his own words, a professor of uh, PhD, professor of cardiology and exercise physiology from Norway. His name is Professor Ulrich Wisloff. He is the head researcher at the University of Science and Technology in Norway in the medical department that looks at cardiovascular disease and converting physical activity into your heart rate into a score that we can prove, not we, not me, but he and his team of 55 researchers can medically prove or lower your risk of a serious cardiovascular event to the maximum amount. So here's what we mean. Professor Wisloff and his team, he said, and you'll hear him at the end of this section of the audio, he has been researching for well over 20 years now. Professor Wisloff's about my age in his early 50s, mid-50s, and he's been researching heart rate patterns. So if you ever looked at a heart rate graph, your own heart rate graph on a watch or looked at the numbers on a watch, or the actual heart rate graph itself, you look at it and you think to yourself, what does the num- what do the numbers mean for my heart health? So if your heart rate averages throughout the day 89 beats, what does that mean? If your heart rate at rest is 75 beats, what does that mean for your heart health? Is your heart health good? Or is it bad? Are you at risk of a cardiovascular event, a high risk, a moderate risk, or a low risk? If you look at your finish doing some, let's say, walking up a hill and your heart rate reaches 160 beats a minute and it drops two minutes later only down to 150 beats a minute, what risk does that mean for your for a cardiovascular event? Is it high? Is it moderate? Is it low? How low can I get my risk? So that's called your recovery heart rate score. Then the one when you sleep at night is your rest heart rate score. If someone is 65 beats a minute at rest, and if someone is at 75 beats a minute at rest, what does that mean to their risk of a cardiovascular event? Look at a graph, a heart rate graph, if you've ever looked at your own and the data from your smartwatch, if you have one. By looking at a graph throughout the entire day, what does that graph actually mean when you try and convert it into your risk of a cardiovascular event, a heart attack or a stroke, or developing one of the many other types of cardiovascular diseases that exist? There are many of them. The greatest challenge that I've seen until I met Professor Wisloff has been I don't have any clue what a heart rate number or a heart rate graph means, whether it's a heart rate number while I'm exercising or a heart rate number when I'm sleeping or a heart rate number two minutes after I finish exercising. I don't know what that means in reference to my risk or your risk of a cardiovascular event. Is it moderate? Is it high? Is it sorry? Is it high, moderate, or low? Because we want it to be low. The whole purpose of this audio book is to drive up your heart health 
and to drive down your risk of premature disease, premature sickness, and premature death. Let's not have those things happen to you. So how does the health impact formula do that? What Professor Wisloff and his team did over the course of decades is take the world's largest heart study from Norway called the Hunt Study, 45,000 people's heart rate data over multiple generations. I think it started back in the 1980s, this particular heart study. And they took the heart rate data from that study and they looked at the heart rate graphs and said, which graphs have the most number of heart attacks and strokes and cardiovascular events? So they looked at age and gender and then they looked at the graphs and they looked at percentage heart rate so percentage of your maximum heart rate, they comp- then they took and extrapolated all of this data over a many, many years, like 5, 10, 15 years of examining heart rate graphs. Literally, literally, millions and millions and millions and millions of data sets of heart rates, and they found that certain heart rate graphs over the course of, this will become important in a moment, and look at the look at the diagram, a rolling seven days. So from Monday to Sunday, I'll explain what I mean by that in just a moment. They found certain heart rate patterns had a very low risk of a cardiovascular event. Every time they saw a particular heart rate graph, that heart rate graph produced a low risk. Then they had different heart rate graphs which produced moderate risk, no matter what your gender or age or location in the world, your cultural background. Then they had certain graphs that had a high risk. And this was, remember, over four, initially over 45,000 people that this was clinically validated on. They did medical research that was peer-reviewed, and the results of that peer review was accepted in published medical journals around the world. Multiple studies, not just one, from that research team and other independent people. So what Professor Wisloff said to me, and you'll hear this in just a moment when I transition to him speaking, what he said to me was, I wanted to come up with a health impact score that reflected the heart rate pattern that would produce the the most amount, the lowest amount of disease, the lowest risk. And then that heart rate pattern could be built into a health impact score. So you see the number 100. So unlike any other biometric you've ever seen before, unlike your walking steps, unlike your resting heart rate number, unlike your recovery heart rate number, unlike the heart rate zones that you might see, red and yellow and blue, unlike the amount of calories you burn, unlike the amount of time you exercise, this is a biometric, a medical biometric not only has been clinically validated on over 45,000 people initially and then extrapolated to listen to this, 730,000 people this works on. and has millions more now, but 730,000 people they've studied in, in research and shown that specific people that hit 100 health impact points, I won't go into the algorithm in this audio book, that's for another time, But those who hit the 100 health impact points on a rolling seven days, they have the most amount of positive physiological and molecular health adaptations 
out of all the people in the community. So what Professor Wisloff was able to discover was, and then go on to prove subsequently on 45,000 people, then 730,000 people, was that achieving 100 health impact points, not per day, this is how it works. On the Monday, look at the diagram. On the Monday, you might do enough physical activity between unplanned things like walking the dog and a 20-minute planned physical activity session and say, like I might do in um, front of my Apple TV or I do an Apple fitness class of some kind and I might walk the dog, I might have earned 15 health impact points in that day, 15 clinically validated health impact points that mean I'm getting known molecular and physiological health adaptations that are decreasing my risk because they're improving the structure of my heart and the structure of my blood vessels. More about that later on in this audio book. Then what happens is on the Tuesday, I might do enough where I get 10 health impact points. On the Wednesday, I might get 21 health impact points. On the Thursday, I might get 18 health impact points. On the Friday, I might have a big day and do 26 health impact points. By the time I get to Sunday, I might do five health impact points. Not much on that day. My objective is to have reached 100 health impact points and then whatever physical activity I did on the Monday of the start of the, of the Sunday before, that drops off my accumulated 100. So let's say on the Sunday before, I did 10 points. I was at 100. When I wake up on the next week, on the Monday, I'll have gone back to 90. So I have to do another 10 to maintain 100. Then let's say then on the next Tuesday, the previous Tuesday drops off my accumulated 100 health impact points. So then let's say on the Tuesday the week before, I did 22 points. So I woke up on 100 points that morning of Tuesday. Then I lost 22 points. So I'm back down to... 78 points. I have to do another 22 to maintain the 100. So that's the health impact formula, converting heart rate to this health impact score, this biometric that's clinically validated. But the reality is the health impact score of 100, what that does is create molecular and physiological health adaptations that change the structure of your heart and the structure of your blood vessels. I'll give you one example of many that you'll hear about throughout this audiobook. Vascular remodeling. Increasing both the size of blood vessels and the number of blood vessels as a result of hitting 100 health impact points. Nothing is more critical if you want to raise your heart health than achieving 100 health impact points. How do you get that software? You need to get the PE Teacher's Health Lab, and I'll give it to you inside the PE Teacher's Health Lab. You'll have it on your watch, you'll have it on your phone, and you will join our program with the PE Teacher's Health Lab, which will not only have additional education content, but you'll be able to track on a daily basis, weekly basis, and monthly and yearly basis, your clinically validated health impact score. Because if you do, this is the most important thing, and you'll hear way more about physiological and molecular health adaptations in next in other sections of this audio book. 
But if you do not maintain 100 health impact points, you will not have the maximum health molecular and physiological health adaptations inside your body, your blood vessels and heart structure. And if you don't have the maximum, then your risk increases. The objective is for your risk to decrease. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to finish off now by transitioning to about a minute or two of you hearing directly from Professor Ulrich Wisloff and his lovely Norwegian accent talking about this health impact formula in his own words. One of the most renowned and revered cardiologists and exercise physiologists in the world. Here is Professor Ulrich Wisloff from the Norwegian University of Technology and Science and has done potentially more research about the impact of the correct dose of physical activity for you to drive up your heart health than any other person on the planet. Here we go, Professor Wisloff. And so on. So a long story short was that um, everyone agrees that heart rate uh, reflects your body and your kid's body's response to any physical activity. Yeah. And then I thought, can we make something meaningful out of heart rate that is related to health outcome? Because heart rate is also meaningless if you can't relate it to something. It totally. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, what, so we had this, um, I had this idea and we tested 5,000 people on a treadmill uh, in a, in a oh, health what, survey. 5,000. So that's, it's a crazy job. We used uh, one and a half year to do, to do this and they were aged uh, 20 to actually 13 to 90 years. Uh, and uh, we were able to make this, uh, or we were studying the heart rate pattern over a week and we, tried to, can we link that to a health score or a health uh, stages? And we, we were able to do that. So, so we, we observed that those that had a certain uh, heart rate pattern, they had good cardiovascular health. And those that did not, or had a different uh, uh, heart rate pattern over a week, they had poor um, uh, cardiovascular health. And then we graded this into a score from zero to 100 and above. So there's our first introduction to Professor Wisloff from Norway and in his own words, how he came up with the, re- the work behind the health impact software. Here's what the rest of this section of the audiobook is all about. Walking you through 11 different mini episodes about the correct dose of physical activity and examining heart rate patterns. And in particular, from the sake of this audiobook, we're going to examine my own heart rate patterns. And I'm going to talk you through it so you can begin to understand the power of you using the health impact software yourself. If you haven't done it already, get yourself to the link on this page to the PE Teachers Health Lab. Get a hold of that, go and order it. And inside the PE Teachers Health Lab, I will give you exclusive access to our health impact software so that you can download it on your Android system, iOS system, and then be connected into our platform of the health impact software. I can't wait for you to do that if you haven't already done that because I want you to find out immediately, day one, how many health impact points are you earning and where is your personal heart health status 
at today? And then what is there a gap between what you are doing and what you need to do in order to drive up your heart health and drive down your risk of a cardiovascular event? Because when you know the health impact points that you have on a rolling seven days, you will know with 100% certainty, no matter where you are in the world, that you are creating the maximum physiological and health adaptations to improve the structure of your heart and the structure and function of your blood vessel. So that's it. All right, everybody, on to the rest of the episodes here in section two of this audio book, driving up your heart health and the correct dose of physical activity. Bye for now.